Hi, Sue. <laughs> Hi, Darcy. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Um, so we're going to break the fourth wall here real quick. So we're actually recording both of our first episodes in one sitting today. <laughs> so we've been like sitting here just visiting, talking about the first episode and debriefing and then talking about our lives. But um, something kind of funny that we realized is like, we've kind of been talking about this for a few months, like starting a podcast and um we just kind of let it go for a while. And then all of a sudden today we're like, let's, let's fucking do this. Like, let's do this. Let's record <laughs> let's our first it. two episodes and get it going. And um, it's because I think it's because Mars retrograde is coming to an end. <laughs> like I have that crazy white girl with the nose ring. That's going to tell you about which planet is fucking up your life right now. So um, it's Mars and Mars retrograde is coming to an end. So we're feeling a sudden burst of motivation, I think. Um, to get this yeah. done. Plus the new um, blue moon that yeah. hasn't been around forever for like Halloween. I forget. It was like 40 something years. Oh my but God. it's in Taurus. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think like new ventures is definitely um, on the horizon for a lot of people, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, yeah, new ventures, like new podcasts. and Yeah. Um, it's good for your love life too. So we were talking about that. And I don't know about I have, mine, but all right. <laughs> I have all the heart emojis floating around in my head today, but, um, <laughs> for another day, for another day. Uh, but now buckle in for episode two of the big dump. <laughs> yes, I think we're literally going to call it like the big dump part one. And then the like huge the biggest dump shit. part two. <laughs> the biggest shit that we've ever t- I mean, the biggest you know shit you've that? ever taken. But it's true, though, because we did take like a 200 plus pound shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Our ex-husbands, you know. Speak for your own. Oh, I'm like, speak for yourself. My shit's only weigh like two pounds, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I've never weighed myself before and after a shit to know like, what my shit actually weighs. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So now our next post on Instagram will be the before and after of my scale. No. Um. <laughs> Just pictures of shit. <laughs> oh my god, no. Oh. We would lose um, so many people. So many people would just be like, no. You know, Unless someday I someday, <laughs> someday I want to be in a relationship where I can be like Oh my god, babe, come look at this. It's magnificent. <laughs> look at this huge shit. <laughs> look at this giant shit I just took. It's magnificent. <laughs> oh my god. I might need a poop knife. No, no. I will never be in that relationship. And no, that's probably a good neither thing. will I. Unless it's like something concerning. I'm like, hmm, am I dying? Yeah, yeah like <laughs> should I be do concerned? Mean, do I need a second look at this? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, Sue, so <clears throat> Let's start your story. I mean, start wherever yeah. you want to start. Go for it, girl. Okay. So, I mean, we have similarities in terms of like almost having similar longevity. Like I met my husband when I was 20 years old. And the crazy part is that we had gone to high school together, but we had like different circles of friends and we kind of reconnected like in our um, college years, but like I had just taken a break from college and like we had reconnected through MySpace. Remember MySpace? Oh, oh my, my God. God. And Tom. Gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dating dating ourselves right now. Um, <laughs> but like, 
I was always really attracted to people who were like very weird and like almost flashy and his my remember when you can like write your MySpace name and it was always something yeah. stupid like it was like an alias or something and his was like something really stupid and like very eye-catching so immediately like it caught me and I was like oh I feel like I went to high school with this guy so we started mm. talking and then we connected and then we started dating and I had just gotten out of a really abusive relationship prior to that. Um, mm. My ex-boyfriend from high school that I kind of like started, I continued to see like through college, but then um, things kind of fizzled out and then immediately I met my ex-husband. Um, we had dated briefly for about three years and then he like out of the blue broke up with me and like Wait, turns your ex-husband out, did? Yeah, when we were dating, like three, three and a half years into the relationship, he had broken up with me, come to find out that he was like, um, he was cheating on me. He was seeing somebody from his job. And that was like the first instance in which I knew something wasn't right. But the way he kind of recovered from it made me think that it was like a one off. And that's Mm. like the mistake that I like hold on to to this day where I'm like, shit, that should have been. There's another parallel. Like, yeah. they were cheating early in the dating stages. Okay, Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. Wow. I mean, it's true. Like, But then they, like, recover from it so quickly. He was like, it was a one-time mistake. I know that now. Like, I, I'm young. Like, we're both young. And it was true. We were, like, 23 years old. So, like, mm-hmm. neither of us really knew what we were doing. And he's like, you know, basically just chalked it up as, like, I made a mistake. And it's never going to happen again. And, like, you know, everyone always says, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. And, like... I wanted to so believe that that wasn't the case and that I, like, somehow miraculously, like, changed this guy and he became, you know, a better person because of it or whatnot. All that, you know, stupid shit that we think we, you know, we can change somebody. So that year we got engaged because he, like, did this grand gesture and we got engaged, like, at St. Patrick's Cathedral on Fifth Avenue. Like, it was, like, this whole thing. And then three years later, we wanted to wait for, like, college to be officially over and for us to get everything done um, with Mm -hmm. school to, like, actually start planning the wedding. So we didn't get married until, like, 2011. So we had been together um, right around the time we separated, about 13 years. We We had dated for about six and a half years and then... We got married when we were 26 because he was the same age as I was. His birthday was actually like the day after mine. And yeah, do not date your same sign, especially if you're an Aries. (laughs) Like (laughs) totally not okay. (laughs) That goes for Geminis Uh, too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Two Geminis. That would be a nightmare. (laughs) Try it. There's like four people in a relationship. That's Mm -hmm. a no. No. Anyway. Yeah. So we were married and... It's so crazy to me because there were like small, tiny red flags that I, I didn't really ignore. Like I would bring it up and he would just kind of be really dismissive of it. And like this person was like the mastermind of coming up with excuses and coming up with explanations as to why something was. Like for instance, Mm -hmm. uh, one time um, we were sharing a laptop and he had um, Facebook open, but he had signed into his account. And I remember when, like, um, the messenger thing would pop up on the bottom. And he mm-hmm. had been corresponding with this woman. Um, I, I don't even remember, like, 
what it was about but basically the gist of it was like he's like ha 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 it's so crazy like I'm living with uh, three roommates one is my ex and I'm like what the what and it's crazy because like he and I um before we even got married we decided to move in with another married couple which was like his best friend and his wife and you know both like both of us we had our finances to work out and like neither of us was really making a ton of money so we were like okay this is a great idea like we can spend this year to save up money to get our own places and like really get established so we're like okay we, we get along with them let's let's live with them and sure. so when and it's he New York said, City, like it's expensive. So I get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that and was only a partial lie, except for the fact that he called you his ex. Right. Which I thought was really, really strange because mm-hmm. I'm like, why would he say that? So I, I think I took a picture of it, but either way, I confronted him about it and I was like, what the fuck is this about? And mm-hmm. he came up with this like crazy ass ex- explanation as to why that was happening. He's like, oh, well, um, we are just like, um, it's, it's a girl from like junior high school or something. And like, we were just chatting and I was just basically telling her like this like crazy elaborate lie just to see how she would respond because this was a woman, this was a girl that they used to make fun of growing up. So I'm mm-hmm. like, why would you talk to somebody that you were making fun of growing up on Facebook like years later? Like none of it made any sense to me, but I mean, when you're, when you're with somebody, you hope that they're not lying to you. And right. You, like, you want to trust them and you want to, like, take their word for it. And, like, you know, if they're yeah. telling you something, you're like, all right. Like, that seems like a feasible explanation. So I'm well, just going to move he was past a master, it. He was a master gaslighter, too. Oh, so, yeah. Big yeah. time. And then yeah. he would always, like, chalk it up to, like, oh, you're being paranoid. Like, you're, you know, blowing this out of proportion. I don't understand why you're getting so worked up about it. And then, like, it would always get flipped towards me. And I'm like, okay, well, my bad. Like, I didn't mean to piss you off and, you know, go off on a tangent and, like, make this a bigger thing than it really is. So yeah, he was very good at, like, like confusing me and then getting us really worked up to the point where I'm like, okay, I give up. I give up. Mm-hmm. Like, let's move past this. So let's not even, like, go yeah. there anymore. Yeah, so that's, like, the whole, like, gaslighting part. Mm-hmm. So, like, I knew from the beginning, like, something wasn't wasn't quite right, but I just kept, I just kept ignoring it. Even on my wedding day, I was, like, something inside of me was screaming, like, don't do it. Don't oh fucking God, yes. do it. Right? Did you get that, too? Yes, yes. I almost called our wedding off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. something in the back of our heads or, like, this tiny little me screaming like don't fucking do it you stupid bitch and i'm like well this dress was like a marquesa i know it was way above my budget so much money on this people have put together so many things for this yeah right all my family and friends are there all of his family and friends are there like they flew in from different places like there's no way that this is not happening and i think like a lot of times we want to save face in front of our friends and family Mm -hmm. and especially like if you're in your 20s like you don't really know who you are and yeah. you're still and you don't realize like I'm basing the biggest decision of my life so far on the convenience of other people. You don't realize right. how fucked up that is when you're in your 20s. Yeah. 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 Like you are still in the people pleasing stage of your life and mm-hmm. you're still trying to figure things out 
professionally like in your career you're still trying to like weed out your friend circle like who are your real lifers and like who are the people that are just passing through and like mm-hmm. you know like this my ex-husband should have been somebody that was just passing through but yeah. when we had first broken up I was so devastated and I was completely in love with this man and there was nothing that you could tell me that would ever change that at that moment mm-hmm. so yeah. I knew like Now I know in hindsight, like that's something that I look back and I'm like, holy shit, like I wouldn't have changed anything even if people had intervened. Mm -hmm. Maybe if evidence was presented, I would probably consider it. But honestly, like even when I found out about the the big major um, cheating fiasco, I think this is a story that I had told you about when we had met up in New York, when you had come to visit for work. Yeah, Yeah. that was like, to this day, I have never been so shaken up and angry and so devastated. Like, when people say that you see red, like when you're really mad or angry, I didn't really Mm -hmm. understand that term until, like, that happened. And I actually saw the color red. And, like, like, for a minute, like, I was just, like, blind. And I could only see the color red and, like... I don't know if it if it was like just me going into shock or if like my blood pressure was so high that like I can visually see my blood in my eyeball like in my retina but whatever the case it is like it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know that. I felt that. Yep. Yeah. So, I just remember like um the crazy part is that like all of these bad news always happens and kind of happens at the same time of good news. So this is when I had just found out that I had gotten this new job that I had been applying for for six months. So Mm -hmm. I was like ecstatic. I was like, oh my God, this is like a first real career. And this is when I met Darcy. Okay, okay. So this is what I had found out about in LA a little bit. Like you kind of let me in a little bit when we were were in LA for a meeting one time. Oh, right, right. During our conference, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm putting it together a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that was like a, oh man, that was such a dark time because I found out that I had just gotten this job in January and that um, they were flying me out. Like, I think it was like the first week of February to co- come see you. It was like the end of January mm-hmm. to the February. Mm-hmm. And I was still negotiating like my salary and everything. And then literally shortly after I found out that he was cheating on me and I found like physical evidence on his phone. Oh, and fuck. it was crazy. Yeah, like I was... We were staying at his parents' house because we had this whole bed bug thing. And oh my god! So you can't even have like the knockdown, drag out fight because you're at his parents' house. No, we couldn't. Oh my god! Because we had to like try to still keep some sort of like privacy, and Mm -hmm. but then still it was like this this emotional roller coaster. Like it was just crazy. Like, we had bed bugs in our Harlem apartment. We had to break our lease. And then our his parents were like, just come move in with us and Ugh. put your stuff in storage and, like, kind of figure shit out before, you know, you guys get your own place again. So we're like, all right. So we had just moved in there. And he was really terrible with keeping anything, like, electronic-wise. Like, anything that costs anything or is worth anything, he is the worst person with it. Like, he drops it. He breaks it. Like... <laughs> He spills stuff on it. Like, what the fuck? Like, why can't you just, like, be normal? (laughs) And so he had his old phone, and it was so broken that even, like, the people at um, the phone store, they were like, no, we can't take that back. Like, it's broken. (laughs) Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, so they, they like, refuse to take back his old phone because usually you can trade it in. And they're like, no, right. you have to straight up buy a new a new ass phone. So he did. <laughs> he, I forget what phone it was at that time, but he bought the new phone mm-hmm. and he put the old phone in his drawer, like, down in the basement. And that's where we were staying, in the basement of his parents' house. So something in my gut was like, check his phone. And I'm like, oh, huh. like... Do I really want to go there? And also, like, he had given me all of this guilt trip about not respecting his privacy and, like, yes. that I was being oh, psycho. fuck you. If, yeah. Okay, first red flag. If he talks about respecting his privacy, fuck you. I'm sorry. When you're married, there is no such, no fucking such thing as privacy, in my opinion. Anyway, keep going. No, anyway. there is. I don't think there should be. I mean, there is in terms of, like, like yeah. I need time to myself when I poop. But, like. Right. Right. But like for for the most part, I'm an open book. Like my phone was always just yeah. out. Like I never like I can give you my passcode. Like I don't give a shit. Like you can yeah. go through my phone. There's nothing there. There's maybe yeah. some There's the old the old terrible selfies. If, if you but... if you have nothing, if those that have those that have nothing to hide, hide nothing. That right. That's the saying. So yeah, right. that's your first red flag. Okay. So the phone. Sorry. So yeah. <laughs> so he um. He had tucked it away and it was dead. So I was like, okay, I have to go and charge this thing. And I can't remember if like the it required the old charger. So I was like rummaging through the old charger and I, I plugged it in. And I remember like those few minutes where like, you know, it takes a while for mm-hmm. the phone that's completely dead to reboot. It takes like a few minutes before it actually starts to like, you know, have a charge, charge. and like hold it. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. were like the longest few minutes of my life. Like I was mm-hmm. staring at the phone and, like, I couldn't breathe. I was, like, holding my breath for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the Apple sign came on and it charged up. And then I opened up. And at first I didn't see anything. And then I started, like, going through the apps. And I see that there's Tinder. And I'm what? like. What? So, okay, like, I was really fucking naive. Like, I didn't really know what Tinder was until, yeah, told like, me this one. right around that time. <laughs> like, I was, com- like, I was such a married woman. Like, I was completely oblivious to, like, app dating and, like, online dating. Like, I didn't, mm-hmm. like, I had skipped that entire generation of dating because mm-hmm. I went straight from, like, MySpace to finding a husband and being married. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I didn't know about any of that shit. Mm-hmm. So I remember the first time he, like, I saw that app on his phone. I was like, oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's a um, social networking app. And he wasn't lying. It is a social networking app. But I didn't know it was for, like, dating and hooking up. So he was like, oh, it's it's part of the industry. And at the time, he was working in the music industry. So I'm like, okay, maybe they have, like, weird fucking apps. I don't know. Oh, my God. I yeah. want to kill him all over again. Like, I know I this, know. but I, I've heard this story, and I still want to go kill him one more yeah, time. Yeah, like, he was so good at finagling. <laughs> Not that we killed him already, like... <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound like he's we already killed him. He's in now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> Just to <Just> clear. <laughs> but it sounds like, is she really kidding? I don't know. <laughs> you ever hear about us on a true crime podcast oh boy <laughs> here's why no <laughs> anyway where were we oh so tinder it's a social yes. networking app for music industry people sure okay yeah but by then i knew what tinder was so then okay. i was like furious like i already was angry i could feel like the heat creeping up my neck into my face and my face got really hot 
and then I keep looking and then there's that app WhatsApp where I know people like can message and like text without it being registered to like your phone bill you know like every text mm-hmm. you send the number pops up and like sure. the amount of times pop up on your phone bill and at the yep. time like, oh I know I, that well I'm yeah you the time know. looking at phone bills yeah. <laughs> oh yeah like the phone so he has WhatsApp like they're so good at fucking hiding shit. Like they find things all the time. Fuck him. I know. Okay. So he's WhatsApp um, too. So he's got Tinder. He's got WhatsApp. Yeah, and so prior to that, like I had already been looking through. Um, oh no, no, this was like later, later. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Let me just regroup. Um, but yeah, I saw that he had WhatsApp, and I opened it up, and then there were these like sexually explicit conversations with random numbers. Like they had no names. It just had a random number. And it was like, oh, I thought I saw someone that looked like you in the bar and I really wanted to fuck him really badly. <gasps> and he was like, oh, yeah, haha. Like, it was just like weird conversations like that. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I go through like the phone app and then I see voicemails and it's voicemails from numbers that I don't know. So I listen to them and it's this woman going, hey, babe, like, I love you. Um, my sister's going to be in town. Like, you know, let's, let's do something, blah, blah, blah. All right. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Like Uh, full on girlfriend shit, like full on long-term relationship shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, there's no way that this is a friendship, you know? And then I, I keep going through and I'm going through his emails and I find a picture of him kissing a woman (gasps) in front of a Christmas tree. Oh, my God. So when I saw that, like, my hands were shaking so violently at this point that I dropped the phone and I couldn't stand anymore. So I was, like, on all fours, like, on the floor, in the basement, just, like, shaking. And then at that point, like, I'm crying and I'm, like, just, like, convulsing almost. It was, like, such a weird thing. Like, I've never felt that way before. I've never reacted that way before over anything, over anyone so that was just it's like, like it's like you've been dropped out of a plane. Like yeah. that's what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, no, I've been dropped out of a plane and that was amazing. <laughs> that I know. Yeah. Skydiving yeah. was amazing. It was life changing in in, mm-hmm. in a good way. But this was like some It's like a feeling of like I've been dropped out of a plane. I thought I had a parachute. It turns out there isn't one. I think that's how it would feel. <laughs> Pure panic, yeah. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like it it actually felt like your heart was breaking. Like, I've never felt heartbreak like that before. And, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I had felt heartbreak when he had first broken up with me the first time. But this time, like, I had evidence of, like, everything that was going on. And it was a different type of heartbreak. And, like, like, I felt like I was dying. Like, it was such a weird feeling to describe. Like, the only way I can describe it is that my blood just stopped coursing through my body and it started to go the opposite way. Like, I don't know if blood flows a certain way, but it Mm. definitely was flowing the opposite way and I felt like I was dying. And, like, I think a part of me did die that day. Like, I think you could probably say the same for when Mm -hmm. you found out. But that was, like, the moment when I was like, holy shit, like, what did I get myself into? I'm like, what is this? Like, I, and I, like, couldn't afford to leave. That was, like, the scary part is that, like, I thought about it. Like, I ran in my brain. Like, I was, like, logically trying to scan things in my brain. Like, okay, can I survive on my own? Can I move back in with my mom? Like, 
And I what think is that's my a thing that a lot like? of women struggle with. Like, can I leave? Like, yeah. I was lucky enough that I I was the provider. I'm actually better off without my husband. <laughs> but I think that your story, that like that part of it is true for a lot of people still to this day. Yeah. Especially in a place like New York City where it's hard to live on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you like live in a metropolitan area, like I'm sure like even in San Francisco or LA, like if yeah. you can't, if you can't afford rent, I'm like, some people just stay together for that, like for financial yeah. and like logistical reasons. And mm-hmm. at that point I was like, holy fuck, like what the fuck am I going to do? I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to get divorced. But this was like very early on. I didn't get divorced until like this year of 2020. Yeah. yeah and that's like, that's like the crazy part. So this is when I first found out, like, the man, first one. this is like, yeah, this is the first yeah. one. And mm-hmm. I, like, things haven't really recovered since then. Like, he, mm-hmm. I remember, like, when I found out, I was like, okay, get evidence. So all I did was pull out my phone and I started, like, just taking pictures of everything that I found on the phone mm-hmm. as evidence just in case we did get a divorce. And, like, I had to, like take him to court and prove that he was, you know, that there was infidelity and like, so that I can get, I don't know if I was thinking I was going to get alimony at this point, or I don't know what was running through my head, but I was like, just get evidence because you might need to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first time he deleted everything and then made me seem like I was crazy and that I was making shit up. That's what I was just going to say. Like you, you almost need to keep it so you can remind yourself that this is real and that you're not crazy. Right, because they yeah. really do convince, convince you that you you're you crazy. And yeah. then the worst part is that they get their friends, like your friends and family, also think you're crazy because they think that because you don't have concrete evidence that you're fabricating this shit or blowing yeah. something out of proportion, which is not the case. I'm like, this is a real thing. This yeah. is really happening to me. Yeah. So I remember I called him. He was at work. And so this guy, like, he yells at me if I call him at work. He's like, what do you want? Like, that's how he answers the phone. And this is my husband. And I, I would be like, I, he Dick. picks up the phone. And he's like, what? What's going on? And I was like, you must, you must look at me in the morning and think, you're a dumb bitch. And he's mm-hmm. like, what? And I'm like, you must wake up in the morning and you look at me and must say like, wow, I sleep next to the dumbest fucking bitch I've ever met. Like, she is just fucking stupid. And, and that's how I started the conversation on the phone. And I love was that like, start of the conversation. He's like, what? He was so shocked because like, I think he was used to me like losing my shit because like, I used to lose my shit over stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. especially after like the first time I mm-hmm. like, I completely lost trust in him. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he was expecting me to be like, who the fuck is this person? And what the fuck? Like, you know, like. To just be yelling mm-hmm. and screaming, but I was like yeah. so, like, kind of really calm, but in a really scary way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You must look at me and think that I was fucking born yesterday, and I'm the dumbest bitch alive." And you're like, "Damn, I hit the jackpot on the dumbest bitch, and I married the dumbest bitch." <laughs> and I think he was a part like, of them that thinks that. I think mine thought that all the time because he's got I know. years of like supporting his life. <laughs> right out of me yeah like no. he had it oh good like he could just do whatever the fuck he wanted and Thank not have any repercussions so yeah so what did he like, say he's like what's going on and i was like you thought that i would never find out like you think that i'm so stupid that i would just never find out and i'm like i told you 
that the truth always reveals itself. No matter how well you hide it, like shit will always get found out. And then I think he, I think it clicked and he knew. And then I did him the favor of sending him the photo that I found on his phone. I Hmm. texted it to him and I was like, now, now do you know what I'm talking about? So then he's like, I'm coming home right now. Mind you, like his parents lived pretty far from the city because like he was working all the way downtown by World Trade Center where that used to be. And he would have to take the train all the way up and then wait for the other, like, the actual railroad and, like, take that all the way up to where his parents live. And even then, he would still need to get a ride from the train station to his parents' house. So roughly, it would take him about, like, two hours to get back home. I have never, I have never witnessed this man get home so fast in, like, the history of our relationship. I was like holy shit, how the fuck did you get here this fast? And he's like, don't worry about it. I took a cab. And he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, you know what's going on. I want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Like, we need Mm -hmm. to get a divorce. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And the second I pulled away, it like, something must have clicked in him. He's like, oh shit, this is like for real. And he held on and he's like, no, no, no. Like, let's work things out. Like, he even offered to go to couples therapy. Like, he just, like, all of a sudden, like, his his whole tune just changed. And, like, Mm -hmm. he wanted me to hold on even though, like, I was, like, I wanted to hold on. Like, I was, like, maybe we can work this out. But initially, I was so angry. I was, like, no, I'm done with this. And then the holding on part kind of came in later after he started to pull away. Mm -hmm. So he made sure that I was still latched on and that, like, give me some sort of hope that we can make things work. And then he's, we did like one session of couples therapy with this crazy lady with like, she just didn't blink and it scared me. (laughs) And like, (laughs) I don't know. It was just like very bizarre. And then she wanted us to pray. Yeah. She was like staring at us so intensely and she wanted us to pray at the end. And I was like, Oh boy. Cause like, he's like super duper um, atheist and, I had a Christian upbringing, so, like, praying is not, like, out of the norm. I'm just like, oh, okay, like, you want to pray? All right, let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to pretend to do it, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, same. But he (laughs) was, like, super, (laughs) super uncomfortable. Yeah, like, we did that, and, like, I even went to therapy. Like, okay, like, maybe it's me. Like, I need to work on me. And then, yeah, like, he definitely flipped it and was like, you know, I feel like we don't really communicate. Like, I feel like... Um, we got too comfortable like we also don't really have sex that much and like he he threw it all onto me like he basically was like the ball is in your court it's up to you to save the marriage and even his mom was like you need to try harder you need to put out more and I was like to you yeah oh fuck her yeah she was she was actually um I mean she enabled a lot of it and For some reason, like, the fault was always put on to me and, like, the work was always put on to me. Hmm. So, like, carrying that burden of saving your own marriage when it wasn't even your fucking fault to begin with. Like, just, it, to this day, I still get really mad about it. Um, So, yeah, like, we went on and we tried to work things out. And by then, I had started this job where I met you. And the Mm -hmm. job required us to um, submit our expenses every month. Which required me to submit my phone bill every month. And we had a family p- plan still. 
So mm-hmm. best believe I was going through that phone list like the whole way through and I would look through every single number, try to figure out. I got see really how good long at, he's talked to. Like if there's like if it's more than like 10 minutes, then you're like looking to see who does that. Yeah. To. Yeah. Yep. And there was this like one, a text string. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's so true. And like there was this one number that consistently would pop up repeatedly every single day and it would be for more than an hour. It would be like 30 30 minutes to an hour. And I'm like, who the fuck is he talking to for this long? Mm -hmm. And I like saved the number and then I figured out a way to reverse look up that number. And this woman's name popped up. And I was like, okay, who's this? Like maybe she's a client. Because Mm -hmm. he, you know, he had to like schmooze around for his job a lot. And he spoke to a lot of his clients on his, you know, personal number too. So I just assumed it was a client and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to keep a close eye on this and I'm going to figure it out. And then um, he kept telling me like, oh, yeah, like it's it's work related. It's a coworker. And then it slowly became, oh, well, you know what? I didn't want to tell you, but it's a therapist. And I was like, hmm. what? Like you told me that you don't be- really believe in therapy and that you were only doing it for me for the couples therapy. And... Now you're telling me that you're secretly talking to someone on the phone and it's about us and it's about our relationship and that it's been helping a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, that I'm going to give you like a stretch. Yeah, it is a stretch. Yeah. But I was like, all right, if you're working on us or if you're working on you, I'm going to give you the, the benefit of the doubt because I don't have any evidence to not give you that. Right, right. You know, like you, you, be- want- you still want to believe the best because it's your yeah. husband. Yes. And you never think that the person you married would be so malicious to the point where they're actively out there trying to destroy your marriage and like trying to destroy you. Right. You know, like you just you you don't think that. Like that's not something that crosses your mind as like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a possibility that this guy is trying to fucking ruin my life. No. Right. So I kept a close eye on it. It kept happening. And then I called the number and like this young woman picked up. And after he had told me that it was like this old lady. Hmm. And I was like, that doesn't sound like an old lady. And I started to look her up on socials. And it ended up being that woman that he was kissing in front of the Christmas tree. So it was the same one. This was how long It was the same one. This was like months after, like, I'm deducing that they had been together for well over a year at this point. Because, like, I had felt evidence of it while we were still living in in Harlem and when we were going through the whole, like, bed bug situation. Mm -hmm. Something was off. Like, I had a nightmare about him leaving me and, like, saying he doesn't love me anymore and that he's in love with someone else. And this dream was, like, so realistic. I woke up, like, sobbing. And I knew something wasn't right from then. And then it had carried over. And then he had told me, like, like when I had confronted him, it became this whole big thing. And I was like, I can't believe you lied to me. Like, I know who this person is. Like, I know everything about her. I, I looked mm-hmm. her up. And then he swore up and down that he was going to end things with her. And then mm-hmm. um, I made him change his phone number, too. I was like, well, you need to change your number. Like, I can't be having her, like, call you still if you ended yeah. things. And he's yeah, like, all right, so good. we went together and he changed his number. And then um, a few, like, couple weeks later when I had to do my expenses again, a new number came up with, <laughs> a new number Did came up. Did she change up. her number too? 
Yes, she fucking changed her number too. Holy he told shit. told her to change her number. Holy shit. Yeah, and then when I reverse looked up that number, it was her name again. And I was like, wow. Just wow. Like, it never ceased to amaze me the amount of deception that this person was capable of. And, like, I was just, like, dumbfounded at that point. And I felt really fucking stupid. I was like, wonder what kind of lies he had to tell her to get her to go along with that. I don't know what he told her. Because I don't know many women that would be like, oh, sure, I'm going to go to this extent to keep our affair going. Like, I don't I don't don't think she knew about me. I think that was the problem. Yeah. He was probably like, I have a crazy ex that's trying to, like, harass me, and I'm worried she's going to harass you, so you need to change your number to be safe. Yep. I think that's exactly what he said, Mm -hmm. because um, I don't think he was fully broken up with his ex-girlfriend when we had gotten together. Because he Mm -hmm. told me the same thing about his ex, that she was crazy And then it was almost like fatal attraction and like she showed up at his job with a knife. I'm like, dude, now that I think back at it, I'm like, yeah, she probably showed up with a knife because you fucking cheated on her, you dumb asshole. Like, duh. So, yeah, yeah, like I'm piecing. I like started to piece everything together like after we had split split up. So we split up officially in 2018. Are you going to tell this? You have to you have to tell the story, though. Which story? About, like, the night that you found out and when he got home. Oh, when he had got, you mean, like, that first. He was out, he was, like, out with his friend. Oh, well, that was, that was the first (laughs) time I found out about his first, first, yeah, treating Okay, we'll tell that another, we'll tell that another time then. We'll just leave that for another time (laughs) because that's such a good story. That is a pretty good story. (laughs) (laughs) I love that part. Yeah, but that that was like before when we were even we weren't even married at that point. But like, oh, I just remember, okay. yeah, this was when we were dating, and this was the first time, and it was just like a lot of chaos. But okay, yeah, so, I sorry, we'll no, we'll talk fine. about that another time. Like we'll talk about like our real freakouts when we actually found out. Like because I didn't even go into mine that much either. But um, sorry. So fast forward back to you said you um separated when back in twenty eighteen. But like. Okay. Before that, it, there was so much time leading up to that, too, because, like, mm-hmm. when I had found out that he was still talking to this woman, like, a year after, I'm just like, this is crazy. Like, what am I doing? And mm-hmm. But I was still wasn't making enough money to, like, kind of venture off on my own. And I'm mm-hmm. like, where am I going to go? Like, I didn't want to live with my mother either. Like, I, that ideally, like, I just wanted to, like, have my own place. Mm-hmm. But then... Um, like, he just got really consumed with his job. Like, his job basically took over his whole life. And I'm pretty sure, like, he used that as an excuse to do whatever he wanted to do. Because he was basically gone from, like, 8 in the morning. And then he didn't come home until, like, 1 or 2 in the morning that night. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes even later. And, like, mm-hmm. by then I was already in bed and, like, sleeping. So, I basically just never saw him. I saw him for, like maybe a couple minutes when I woke up to say hi to him and then bye in the morning. But that's basically, that was our life for like a couple years after that. Cause then, cause then by then, um, he was like pretty far deep in his career and he was trying to grow that. So I was trying to be respectful in that sense. Like, okay, like he's finally in the industry that he wants to be in. He wants to, um, you know, have a director position or something higher. So he's like, networking his ass off to try to get there so I was trying to be a good wife and just like give him that space but 
Right. That space was so detrimental to our relationship because I literally never saw him. And I right. knew what he was capable of. So, like, the trust was just not there. And, like, my anxiety also, was, was, like, he really, really working? Was he really working till 2 in the morning? I don't know. I don't know if he was working or if probably he was, not. like, probably not. He was probably seeing somebody else or, like, trying to see someone else. Or maybe he was seeing mm-hmm. multiple people. Who knows at this point? Mm-hmm. I will never really know the truth. But I've met his work people. They all seemed like really great people. And, like... He was trying to build that trust with me, so I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but, like, I just couldn't help shake this nagging feeling that something wasn't right, and I was like, I will be fucking damned if I go through this a third fucking time. There is no way that I will put myself through a third time. Like, you have to be really fucking stupid to do that. So, 2018 was a really fucked up year for me. I don't know about anyone else, but... Um, March, I found out that I was losing my job, but I was required to work through till June um, in order to collect my severance for two months. So I was just dialing it in at that point because I was just like mm-hmm. emotionally distraught. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't have anything else lined up. And I've been like, you know, putting my feelers out there, trying to get another job. And initially when I had told him, because I wasn't really happy at the job to begin with, he was like, oh, but this is what you wanted. Like, this is exactly what you wanted so you got it and like you didn't have to do the hard work of quitting or like putting in your two weeks or like any of that like it's almost as if like you know things are working in your favor and he's like this is good um you know we'll figure something out like I'll you know I'll be able to support us while you're looking for a job like don't stress about it but that lasted for like a month. And then he was like, okay, like you need to start really, really looking. And then he started to like freak out that I wasn't hmm. going to have a job soon. Yeah, because at and first I'm like, like, oh, that sounds kind of supportive actually. Like that's right. kind of impressive, but it didn't last. No, and I, I knew this, that this was a pattern with him that he was just never supportive, never there for me. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like starting to freak out. I'm like, oh my God, like this is going to end my marriage because Like, all the pressure all of a sudden came back onto me. And I'm like, I have to find a job. Otherwise, like, he's going to leave me or he's going to cheat on me because I'm not pulling my weight in this relationship. Like, what a shitty way to feel, you know, in a marriage. Because of something that was completely out of your control. Yeah. And, like, I, it's not like I I quit. They they let me go. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to bartend on the weekends to help support us. And I was like, what? Like, it's not even that crazy. I'm like, I will find a job. Like, it's not like I won't find a job. Mm -hmm. It's just going to take me a little bit of time. And I'm like putting my resume out there. And he's like, well, you're not doing enough. And I'm like, okay, well, this isn't helping. Like, I'm severely depressed because I lost my job that I, like, dedicated so much time to. And now it's, like, gone without any, like, I don't have anything lined up. So I was, like, already feeling shitty. And then I remember, like, it was Cinco de Mayo. And I know this because I was like, okay, like, we haven't really had a date night. We haven't really hung out in a while because of his job and because of my job. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, so Cinco de Mayo, I have to meet up with, like, a client of mine during the day for brunch. It's going to be really quick. And then once that's over, I'm going to come back here and I should be home, like, around 3 or 4 And that'll give you plenty of time to, like, get ready and, like, be ready so that we can go and do something, just you and me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what? That's so great. Like, we haven't had a date night in so so long. 
and I have been like asking him like hey like we should do something we should do something and then finally he like throws me a bone right mm -hmm. and me being like the depressed sad wife that I was I was like yay a bone yeah like so fucking stupid and so I got ready I got ready and I waited and I texted him I'm like hey what's going on like around two o'clock and he's like oh it looks like it's running a little bit late like I might be there closer to five if that's okay and I'm like yeah that's fine like you know, I'll, I'll be here, obviously, I'm gonna be home. Like, this has been my entire marriage, is just fucking waiting around for him to do yeah. stuff. And I would, like, never make plans, and I would cancel plans with my friends just to do stuff with him, which is so dumb. And I was waiting around, and he's like, you know what, I don't think I'm coming home because chances are you're not gonna wanna go out anyway, and you're not gonna wanna do anything. What? Yeah, what? so he just, like, switches it up on me, and, like, all of a sudden was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not coming home. I'm just going to hang out with my client. And I'm like, what? And I'm sitting there at home waiting for him, dressed mm -hmm. up, ready to go out. And I knew like something in my gut was like, this is not a client. This is not a client. And I'm being fucking duped again. Right. I don't know because I don't have any concrete evidence, but something in my gut is telling me that it's not right. And I just like spiraled that day. That was like a really, really dark fucking day for me because I was like basically going to kill myself that day. Oh. And I had reached out to a few of my friends and like, I don't think they really knew like what a dark place I was in. And I kind of was like, right. hey, like, can we talk? Like, I haven't, you know, spoken to you in a really long time. Like, can we like chat for a little bit? And you know, everybody's busy with their lives and I didn't expect anyone to stop what they're doing to like chat with me on Cinco de Mayo, you know? Right. So I sat there like crying and I was like, what am I going to do? Like basically like crying out for help to like God, to my dad who had passed away, like my ancestors. I don't know. I was like just calling out to like whatever was going on and I had a razor blade. I'm sorry if this is like a trigger for people. I had pills from like my back injury. Like I had even built a noose with one of my scarves. Like it was like, it got really, really dark. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna do all, all of it just so I can be, it can be quick, fast and like painless as possible. And, but then I just sat in my bathtub and I was like hysterically crying. And like, I thought about my mom. I thought about my brother and mm. I just knew that like, they would be so devastated for me to do that and to do that like over a fucking person like my husband who like doesn't even love me and I just knew like I don't know what it might have been like if you're spiritual maybe it was the grace of God but maybe it was the universe or something pulled me out of that that day and I didn't put any I didn't put any of it away I actually just left it and I just crawled into bed and I like was crying and I fell asleep. And then eventually he came home that night and he was like, what the fuck is this? He saw the noose hanging. He saw the razor blade. He saw all the shit in the bathroom. He's like, Sue, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, I just don't know anymore. Like, I'm so lost that I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to be out of a job in a month. You couldn't even come home to, like, spend one day with me, like, just for a few hours. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I don't know what my life is anymore. I don't know who I am anymore. Like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And he's like, he's like, you were going to fucking do this to me? And then, (gasps) and then it became about him. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I can't even commit suicide. Like, like peacefully. Like I have to have this motherfucker come and rain on my parade. about it. Yeah, Yeah. and make it about him. He made it about him. He's like, I can't believe this. This is so traumatizing. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. And I, like, couldn't believe the shit that he was saying. And then he's like, you need to be committed. Like, you need to be on medication. And I was like, first of all, like, anyone who's listening, no one should ever fucking tell you that. Like, that, like, especially your partner. They should never say that to you because... Unless you have, like, a medical diagnosis from a doctor, like, no one should ever tell you that you should be put on medication or be committed. So, no. yeah. And it's one was- thing for someone to say, like, I see that you're hurting. I see that you need help. Can I help you get help? Like, that's right. one thing. Yeah. But then to say, like, you're crazy. You need to be committed. You should be medicated. Like, that, they're two totally different things. Like, he's... He's, again, gaslighting you, turning it on you, making you the crazy person, even though he's the one that's caused so much pain to put you in this emotional distress. Right. Yeah, Yeah, like, he even told, like, my best friend that I needed to be committed or, like, be on medication. I'm just like, what? Like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, now in hindsight, I'm like, no, I was just, like, really messed up from just, you know, it was all circumstantial at that point. And once I got out of that situation, I was able to see things much more clearly. But, mm-hmm. you know, not that there's anything wrong with, like, being on medication or, or seeking help. But right. I did. I did right. seek help. I ended up seeing a therapist. And this was the first time I ever had a therapist that I felt really comfortable with. And part of that is because she was also Korean. Like, I'm Korean. Mm-hmm. She's Korean. And, like, finally I found a therapist that was, like, super relatable and she understood she could understand like, some of the cultural cultural background of what yes you know, exactly you. yeah yeah so what I like I saw her like pretty religiously every week and then I told her about the the suicide thing and she was like yeah I mean that's I mean I can understand from his point of view too like how it could be very traumatic and I'm like yeah but it was traumatic for me yeah and I know that like I shouldn't like no one should ever be put into that situation but I was like not okay and like he was just not there for me and I had no support and like Mm -hmm. after like you know working through a lot of the stuff that I had you know traumas and stuff that we had to discuss like I think she got a better sense of an idea of like what was really happening because I this was like very early on during our session so she didn't really know the full story of it Mm-hmm. And then that's when, like, the divorce was starting to s- slowly happen because, like, I, um, you know, I had severance until, like, the end of August. So I was still seeing her until the end of August when my insurance was running up. And July, at the end of July is when um, he was like, I can't stay here anymore. Like, it feels weird here. And he's like, I'm going to go. And I'm mm-hmm. like what do you mean he's like well I've been meaning to tell you this but I applied for a job on the west coast and um I'm already on my like second interview and I think it's going really well and I think that I need to see this through and I was like when were you planning on telling me this like we're married and he's like 
well, I'm telling you now, I just wasn't sure where it was going to go and if, it, if I was even going to get it. And I'm like, well, do you want me to come with you? And he's like, no. And I'm like, uh, okay. He's like, yeah, I don't really want to bring my East Coast problems to another coast, is how he put it. And he's yeah. like, yeah. And then he's like, um, I just wish I could take a break. And I'm like, a break? I'm sorry, but like, I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way, but I don't think you could take a break in a marriage. Like, no, not like that anyway. Mm-mm. Like, I move to another my, coast. My husband that the day he left would be the day that he never gets to come back. Right. Once you, you know? leave, that's yeah. it. Yeah. You don't just walk out on a marriage. No. Not in my opinion. That's me, though. Yeah. And like, luckily, I had just started a new new job with this new company that I'm with now and they even offered to let me transfer to San Francisco because they needed um someone in that in that like territory so they were like well if you want you can move with him and try to work on your marriage and I was like okay so I brought that news to him and he's like nope Hmm. I like just don't want to bring those problems over to a new place and I was like wow okay when, like we kept going back and forth and it was like very vague and it was very like confusing and weird and I was like okay well here's an ultimatum it's either we try to work things out and we go to couples therapy and we really try to like figure shit out or we get divorced yeah. and he's like well I don't believe in therapy and I'm like okay so the decision has been made we are getting divorced and yeah. that's where we had left it and he left and he refused to pack up his stuff or he said he couldn't so I packed up all of his shit. I went through everything, neatly <laughs> piled it up by the door. And I was like, well, you ha- I'm going to be gone for work for this week. You have an entire week to get all of this stuff out of here and, mm-hmm. you know, leave the keys. Like, just just go. Yeah. I don't know where you're staying. I don't want to know where you're staying. Just take your shit and go. Most likely he was staying with his mom because he always fucking stays with his mom. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically how it ended. Yeah. And then, and then he fought you back and forth when you tried to file, actually file for divorce. But finally, finally, yeah. <laughs> like two years later, I'm finally yeah. divorced because he wouldn't tell me where he lived. So, yeah. and this was just like a couple months ago that your divorce was final. Yeah, it happened yeah. in September. Apparently, like the paperwork was all finalized in August, but. I use a document preparer service. If, if anyone's in New York City and you guys need help with divorce, We the People was really amazing. So they just like, they did all the paperwork for me. They did all the courier service to and fro from the courthouse to their um, place and like got everything notarized for me. I just have to show up like a few times to sign a few things and then they did everything for me. And then they called me on in September. It was like a Friday. And they're like, hey, by the way, we have your um, like your judgment of divorce like here. I'm like, oh, when, you know, this is like, there's still a pandemic. So I was like, can you mail it? They're like, yeah, "Yeah, we'll mail it. So I got it on Monday and that's it. Yeah. I remember that day you like texted me and our friends that we're like in a group chat with. There's like two other girls in our like first wife. We call ourselves, I don't think we can say the trademark thing because it's a movie, but we're like this first wife's group. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, if you're as old as we are, then you know what movie we're talking about. But um, you texted us, and I like pulled over to a gas station to call you immediately because you were like confused. Like you sent this screenshot of this like message you had gotten, your and you're like, does this mean I'm divorced? And I like pulled yeah, over and called I you. Sure. I was like, you're fucking divorced. Whoa! Like, I, I don't understand so any of like the legal jargon so I was like it what does this mean I'm like mm-hmm. what is this judgment of blah 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 and they're yeah. like you're fucking divorced bitch and I was like yeah. oh yeah and then you're like wait where are the fireworks like I just get this piece of paper <laughs> that says I'm divorced like oh man <laughs> okay <laughs> but it's yeah awesome. you're like oh it's a okay great feeling. it's Such the a weirdest feeling. most like it's so quiet like I literally got a letter in the mail myself like when it happened like I opened it right. and I was like oh they oh. really should throw some confetti in there. So when you open yeah. it, like, it's like this Well, I was lucky thing. in that, like, mine wasn't, we didn't have the, my divorce proceedings were happening in November, December of 2019. So, like, I did go to the courthouse for, oh, like, a right. preliminary hearing and then, like, the final hearing. So, like, we yeah. treated the final hearing as, like, the, cel- like, I had one of my best friends came with me. We brought confetti and things like that. Like, we <laughs> nice. did do it. <laughs> And then I went out and partied with friends that night. But, like, that wasn't the official divorce. It was just, like, the day that the judge was like, okay, I'm going to grant you the divorce. Mm-hmm. And we'll file all the paperwork. You'll get notified when it's all done. Right. Um, so I treat that day as, like, my that was, like, my divorce day, even though technically it wasn't until a few weeks later. But whatever. Right. So. And the crazy part is that our anniversaries, our wedding anniversaries, were only, like, two days apart. Like, mine was mm-hmm. October 9th and yours is the yeah. 7th. Yeah, the seven. Yeah. yeah, so many parallels yeah. between our stories. So, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. It is. It's crazy. And then the way they behaved afterwards, which we're gonna go into that too in another episode. Like we'll be talking about. We both experienced a lot of um, emotional abuse throughout our marriages that we will definitely dive into and discuss. You know, narcissistic abuse and toxic traits and red flags and things to watch for. So. Yep. But Sue, I'm so glad so you shared your story. Flags. Like there were things in there that I didn't even know about, but um Yeah. You know, that's I'm glad you it's shared dark, it. Dark and I'm time. glad I'm glad you're here with us. And Thank you. I'm glad we found each other again because god damn it, if you ever I know. find yourself in a place like that again, I don't care if it's Cinco de Mayo, I don't care if <laughs> Jesus has risen. And we're all celebrating. Like, I don't care what's happened. Um, I don't care if Beyonce's coming to my house to hang out. You better fucking call me. Because <laughs> I will of pick course, up and course. I will be there for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Beyonce. Seriously, I'd pick you over her any day. Um, even though she's awesome. Whatever. It's fine. Um, all right. Well, I think that it's time for us to wrap this one up. But thank you yep. so much for sharing. And... Um, do you want to talk Thanks through? Thanks for listening. Uh, so we're at First Wives Pod on Instagram. On Facebook, we're First Wives Pod. And then for email, it's firstwivespod at gmail.com if you want to reach out to yep. us directly. Um, and yeah, give us a follow on Insta, on Facebook. And if you liked this, and even if you didn't, give us a review on iTunes. And I hope you guys enjoyed. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.